All the latest news, views and reaction to the A-League, the Socceroos and Australian football. This is 442FM. to 442 Debate. I am your moderator, Adam Jackson, and with me, for their opening statement, Kevin Ayres. Je suis le RBB. <laughs> Con Stamacostas. I am not a terrorist, I am a human being. And John Davidson. Hooligans beware. <laughs> Kevin Ayres, opening statement. The band list should not be put on the front of a newspaper. Begin. 198 people shouldn't go to a football match and end up with their pictures on the front page of the Daily Telegraph. Um, at least some of those are probably guilty. Some of them, it appears, are definitely not guilty of anything. None of them, I think, with... I don't think there is any, any actual exceptions, have been tested in court. None of them have had a chance to defend themselves. None of them have had a ch- even a chance to, to give their side of the story. Uh, to end up on the front page of a newspaper named and shamed is not just a disgrace. It's, it's just stupid by the Daily Telegraph, apart from anything else. They've opened up legal avenues to these people to, to sue them. Um, you've got a mix of people there who are accused of <coughs> crimes of violence, which nobody at all will forgive or... Uh, condone, uh, but people who fell onto the pitch effectively in a goal celebration mm. uh, and being lumped in together with them, being called louts and thugs, uh, it's an utter disgrace, an absolute disgrace and should never be allowed to happen. Um, then there's the, the issue of uh, some of these guys being under 18. Uh, these are minors. These are people whose lives are still ahead of them being put in jeopardy because of the publicity that uh, Rebecca Wilson has chosen to give them. Uh, there's people already, at least one person is reported to have lost his job over this. Uh, I mean, it's an absolute disgrace. There are all sorts of uh, offences that have allegedly been committed by these people, from the very minor to the very serious. To lump them all in the same bracket is an absolute disgrace, and it takes somebody with a moral vacuum to think that that is a, a worthy and uh, proper thing to do. I'm absolutely appalled. And uh, John, uh, your counter argument to say that you're with Rebecca Wilson and you agree? <laughs> No. <laughs> what? We had a conversation before before we came on. No, I just um, I agree with everything Kevin said there. I think um, I think the interesting point um, too that she made in the article was harking back to England and football cages, which, uh, as we all know, don't exist in England and haven't for over twenty years. Um, just sort of shows the the clear agenda to, to slander football, and um, you know I think Rebecca Wilson's got form particularly. Um, and then you, you rope in someone like Alan Jones, who you know has no credibility anymore, anyway. Um, just just, just quite just, sad and pathetic, really. We've got a reminder of just what uh, Alan Jones thought of it. Uh, this is what he said in conversation with Rebecca Wilson. 
trial, uh, Kyle Stewart, the, the gentleman who, the, the, the policeman who's in charge of all these yeah. riot squads and the major events, he said it's, they're pack animals. So when they get together, uh, they are capable of creating mayhem and committing crime. You know, that really, for us to be reading that in Australia, yeah. you, you're starting well, to think of old EPL days. Quite. Now, so just finally, is this like terrorism in Paris? The leaders have no guts. That's exactly right. That's exactly right, Alan. They, you know, they need to, this culture must be fixed from within. You can you can have yeah. so many arrests and all of those sort of things, yeah. but it must be fixed from within. Good. Rebecca Wilson, that is exactly right, Alan. Exactly right. Oh my gosh. Con. That is unbelievable to be able to link those two together. And the way it's very shrewd the way Alan Jones said that, because he didn't actually say they were terrorists. He said they were like terrorists in that the le- they were gutless, like the leaders. So it's very, it's just, um, I don't know if it's defamation or if it's um, slander or whatever the definition is, but it's so smart just to say those together and you've got the headline and then you've caused further outrage. So you've baited, so Rebecca Wilson's baited everyone with her story in the front page and then Ellen Jones, it's a, it's a double bait Mm. So it's so smart to be able to do that. That's Alan Jones knows exactly what he's doing. He's he's had many years of practice to be able to bait people, and um, he's had a lot of uh, defamation courses. He doesn't, he doesn't know what he's been doing. He's been, he's been involved in more defamation cases than anyone else in yeah, but, Australian media. But a lot of those and, cases, uh, he maybe one he's still, or two, he's still on the radio. He's still on the radio, and one or two one or two defamation cases doesn't mean. Um, it's worth it for him to get all this publicity. So I, I think it's so smart. But the thing is, um, obviously we're not like terrorists, right? We're not like terrorists. But to be to be able to link those two together, uh, um, it just brought up so much emotion. Everyone else was already hot under the collar. Um, it so, is, I mean, it's disgusting, despicable but, hyperbole. But there's a pattern here. Every time football has a good moment... Rebecca Wilson jumps in. So she did it. The last time she did a major one like this was when Adelaide lost the Asian Champions League and she wrote a massive article how football was... Um, uh, uh, because Adelaide lost, she was trying to say that football's going down and all this is happening. And um, she wrote another... She wrote a massive article and then Les Murray went after her and he, and he said she had a leathery face. She was a drunk and he, she had a leathery face. So everyone went crazy. And again... Um, we've had the biggest week. We had, last week was a massive week for Australian football, celebrating 10 years since we qualified, celebrating the Frank Lowy legacy, I mm. guess. And, and not just that. that. Uh, for the first time, um, football has taken over swimming as the most yeah. uh, highest participation between the ages of 6 and 14, I think it is. Yeah. So now we're celebrating this moment, and then Rebecca Wilson jumps in. Uh, you know, uh, uh, taking the emotion out of it completely... Uh, the underlying case that she's making is that uh, because football has got so many people on its banned list, uh, it's a dangerous sport. Uh, she also added last night that's the reason that the, the crowds are down are, is because uh, people are afraid to go, uh, which is just mind-boggling. But I think that the converse is true. It's clear that the FFA is probably overreacting and being oversensitive and banning people on the, the smallest of whims. Uh, and reacting and actually taking fan stadium uh, violence uh, disruptions very seriously. Uh, if 19 people from all the other codes 
uh, are the total number of people being banned. That defies belief. You've, we've got We've all seen the video footage of uh, guys punching women in the face at AFL games. Of uh, we've seen the racist. Uh, the racist attacks. We've seen the attacks on referees. We've seen uh, the consequences of attacks on people going to and from NRL matches. The police issued the CCTV of uh, the uh, the guys in Canberra in uh, NRL tops going through onto trains and subsequently beating up pensioners. How these people are... There's more than 19 cases of that, so they're clearly not banning anybody uh, that, uh, unless it happens under the noses. Um, we're taking, FFA seem to be taking it seriously, probably too seriously, if anything, mm. uh, and we're paying the price for uh, their diligence. Unfortunately, they don't seem to be actually coming out and actually uh, saying anything, the FFA. They, they've, they've not... The, the, the statement that they made to a few key journalists yeah. was far from supportive of their own league and fans. No, I mean, it, it simply stated the facts that, yes, we ban people. And we work closely with the police, yeah, as yeah. well as other stakeholders. That, I mean, it was ridiculous. Because that, 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 that was a weird thing as well. Like, look at these fans, they're, they're hooligans, and the FFA's not doing anything. But the FFA does more than any other codes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And... Um, I just wanted to say something like when you compare the fans of different codes, like football fans aren't racist. They're not booing players from different nationalities like no. the, the AFL fans no. boo Adam Goods. Um, there's a, there was a story written about... Um, uh, the, these are the stories that the, the Australian mainstream media don't want you to know about. Things like the RBB bushfire appeal, um, Melbourne victory and Adelaide United supporters... Um, putting up a sign for Philip Hughes, um, RBB showing passionate support for wheelchair team, um, the, the Coves community membership donation. Like, there's yeah. all these things that fans do that you never hear. These these would make excellent front page news on the Sunday Telegraph. No, they, they, to be fair, they wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> I think I think it's a key, a key point needs to be made here too. Though it's not uh, it's not about rugby league or AFL battering football. It's one particular person. And while there are, no doubt, elements within other codes that do, like, enjoy bashing football, I know countless people, and myself included, who follow other codes and also enjoy football, who love football. They might love rugby league, they might follow AFL. I think there's millions of people in Australia who are like that. And we can't just flag off other codes just because an idiot like Wilson and an idiot like Jones, who don't speak for people in those other codes, I would like to mm. imagine, um, you know, are doing that. It's just, and I think that's, that's a clear point we need to make and you know when we're talking about fans walking out and boycotting Jones and, and Wilson want to see fans up against the FFA they want to see football fall apart and that's what we need to be careful that, that doesn't happen <coughs> to be I, honest I, I genuinely don't understand the concept of the walkout to be honest I mean who's that actually how's that going to affect Rebecca Wilson I think you should walk in no, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it, that's the thing it's the FFA it's to show uh, FFA, I, I, from as I understand it, you know they're upset about the leak of the information and and to get uh, FFA to change its policy when it comes to appeals and and banning, um, which I think there should be some changes and there should be an appeal system. But, yes. but I agree. I think you know if you want to uh, protest against that, you you boycott the you don't buy the Daily Telegraph, you boycott it, you protest at the at Holt Street, yeah, um, mm. and News Limited, you you know you do the same to two GB. But I mean I don't know why anyone. 
who's under 60 would be listening to Alan, jo- Alan Jones anyway. Yeah. Um, they need their head read. Well, I mean, in, that's another matter. Um, in Liverpool, the uh, the Don't Buy the Sun campaign works hugely. Yeah. Exactly, uh, and I think exactly. there's potential yeah. for that in the uh, in Sydney. I, I I completely agree, and I, I it can't be a us against them fans against the FFA. That isn't that isn't what that's what um, Rebecca Wilson and and potentially the other codes that are maybe inciting mm. um, some of this exactly want exactly, and it, and it can't be like we, we there's almost like a, a sense that I like here when when a lot of fans are saying why don't you put the NRL band list on the front page it's like don't put anyone on the front page mm. you know I, I'm I'm not supporting any of the the violent behaviour and I think it is it, it's terrible and it should be kicked out of the A League and football in general and. Um, the the comment of the EPL is 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 just as bad, and it's a uh, it's the sport that's wrong, not not just fans. It is nonsense. You know, we've got rid of that. Fair enough. The in Premier League football and English football generally, you can't sit with rival fans. There is that segregation that that, that you can't. That there's less interactions with with oppositions, um, which we don't have here. But that's generally not the not the issue anyway. It is idiots that are taking. Uh, overstepping the mark, um, you know, flares, you know, such a stupid thing. I reckon but, flares would be a massive. Out of the 190 people, flares would be a, a, a massive percentage of those yeah. fans. Yeah, massive. And, you know, the, the flares are just stupidity in this day and age. I don't know why fans are still persisting with it, apart from being trying to be rebels. Mm. Uh, it's just ridiculous. Just it, drop the flares. Stop giving everybody an easy pass to, mm. to knock us. And a quick one on uh, on Alan Jones. Like, what's like? Why is this little Welsh singer uh, getting involved in in football and sport? Walking in the air. That's how, he was a nice little guy, that Alan Jones. And now he's turned into a. <laughs> what a, are you talking about? <laughs> Where are you going oh my with this? Gosh, that's such a weird reference. A Welsh singer. <laughs> That's An what, obscure Welsh singer. That's who I thought he was when I saw these comments uh, uh, comparing to terrorism. I was like, "What's this?" Like, he needs I to- think, I think, I think, Adam, you need to spend more time in London toilets. <laughs> and you went there. Yeah, the rest of us have been avoiding that one, but you went there. Another, Thanks, another, John. Another thing. Another thing. Just anyone who, who hasn't read Jonestown. Um, you know that, that's a great book, which which would read a lot. But I mean, he's a guy who said the the prime minister's well, previous prime minister's father died of shame. I mean, he's yeah. got no tact and no class, so no one should be listening to what he says. Interestingly, However, though, he, interestingly though, he is one of Tim Cahill's closest buddies and supporters. I was going to say that, um, which yeah, uh, well, equating those two doesn't seem right somehow. You would have thought someone would have educated him. Hmm. But maybe, like, are we talking about people that say and do things for publicity? Yeah, okay, I'll take your point. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to add something about, um, John, I just wanted to add something about what you said um, earlier about uh, uh, taking pot shots at other sports. Um, Bozza said something interesting where he said, um, Bozza believes, uh, this is in the article in Sportal, he goes, Bozza believes non-football writers are given free license to take shots at, other, at the game, whereas other codes are protected. And this is what Bozza said, I, I very rarely hear any football reporter, except, brackets, maybe Craig Foster, but no one takes him particularly seriously anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about other sports uh, in a derogatory, derogatory manner. 
So that's a that's two things there. Funny that he had a go at Craig Foster. That's hilarious. But also, football never seems to have a go at any other sports because you know we we just want to write about football and um, we don't care about the other sports. But all these other commentators um, and. and they're the ones that keep on popping their heads up all the time. They just they just love to write about football because I've got a theory that their sports are so boring that they need to talk about football. There we go. Well, let's talk about our football. Yes. On the, on that now. Oh, just great, interestingly, great. going back to that same point though, uh, Bozilla and Robbie Slater, uh, Craig Foster's greatest uh, critics. Both going to be lining up alongside Craig Foster. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Socceroos legend. Socceroos legend. Yeah, it'll game. be good. <laughs> I, I'm. I'm Quite happily pay the hundred and thirty thousand dollars it'll probably cost for a <laughs> do, ticket do you, just to watch the that interaction. Do you think if um, the Australian team is winning two 0 Craig Foster will be running around <laughs> saying we're going to win against Liverpool? Can we get? <laughs> can we get Ange Postecoglou to coach that team? I'd love to. Ange you know, again. That'd be good. That'd yeah. just be the final nail in the coffin. Uh, excellent. Right. Oh, football. Yes, yes, folks. Thanks for bearing with us. Did some football Football break happened this weekend. Yeah. Um, and actually, football happened before the weekend as well, With um, on the Thursday night, with Victory um, v Central Coast Mariners. And it was a brace from the brilliant Brazilian to win the game for Victory. Who And I quite like this game, and, and in terms of how Victory didn't actually play that well. You know they didn't they didn't roll them over, and this is a Mariners team that are that are going through a lot of turmoil at the moment mm. with phone hackings and um, attacking football in inverted commas. But yet they still manage to dispatch them fairly comfortably, and they can just rely on one player to just spark this brilliance and win the game for them. They've got so many players in there that can do that for them. You know, there was no Bessart Barisha; he was given the week off. Week off. Uh, Guy Finkler steps up. If Guy Finkler was off, Ben Kofalo probably would have st- stepped up, you know. And it, you can just go through the names mm. one after the other. That they've got so much depth. Uh, I mean, seriously, just hand them the trophy. We, we can stop the podcast here. <laughs> oh, there's still there's a few teams. Kev's on them. A, a pod boycott. <laughs> <laughs> Buzanich. I thought he was fantastic. Was it his back heel that? Um, sent through Finkler for the first goal. Yeah, that was class. Yeah, he's he's he seems to be looking better and better mm. every every single week, and he he's one that it's it, it's good when you see like these sort of Socceroo players that have gone over to the to Europe and not made it, but then still find you know the confidence in the league locally to come back and play and know that they're going to get in Socceroos if they play well in the yeah. league. And I think it's Melbourne Victory is such a professional environment that if you come back from Europe and you go to a club like Melbourne Victory, you can probably add Sydney have seen that too. It's such a professional environment that you are going to be in contention for a Socceroo spot mm. because of the level of coaching and the quality of coaching and the quality of players around you. So um, I think Bosnik should um, is in contention for a Socceroo spot. But That's an interesting new pronunciation. Bosnik. Bosnik. What is it? Bosnik. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus. Although, although some people don't pronounce it with a with a ch. Yeah. Something, it some, is a ch. Sometimes it's Bosnik. I think all Croatian names should have a ch. 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 But yeah, Melbourne victory must be so frustrating for Muscat because they they put in amazing 
moments of play, and then they just chill out and relax. Yeah. They just just Netflix and chill. They, yeah, they just <laughs> <laughs> Jessica Jones binge. <laughs> Jessica Jones. You've not seen Jessica Jones yet? No. Oh, that's great. Is it? It's very good. Yeah, mm. genuinely. Jessica Jones. I'm Netflix. Netflix. Just joined, just started at the weekend. I'm on it. I've, I'm, I'm on Peaky Blinders at the moment. Oh, that's very Have good Have you seen too. that? Yeah, apart oh, from yeah. the Brummy accents. Yeah. The, it's the, the main guy goes kind of Brummy, generic London, and then just kind of like a, a Mary Poppins style. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, so, welcome to the Netflix podcast. <laughs> 442 TV. I'm still recovering from we should, Narcos. We should, do, we should do a video blog as well. No, we like, shouldn't. Uh, no, like, we shouldn't. No, no, like, like Have you James, looked at us? Uh, no, no. Seriously, look around you. Do you, know, you know James Richardson off the, um, the Guardian podcast? Yeah. <laughs> he does like a film review as well that's up, that's up on YouTube. We should we should do something like that as well. Netflix Netflix review. Uh, anyway, so back to the game. Victory. Well, victory now of nine days in between uh, the Thursday night and, and when they play Adelaide on Sunday. They had quite a quick turnaround actually Saturday. previous to that because uh, they came. That was a Thursday game after a Saturday game, so it was, that was quite yeah short. True. Uh, so yeah, they probably deserved a longer break this time. The other Melbourne team travelled up to Brisbane Raw and played anti-football to get a draw out of Mario Aloisi's Brisbane Raw team. He, he, he wasn't very happy, was he, after the game? Yeah, he doesn't like that stifling tactic. He had to go to Arnold too, didn't mm. he, for his tactics. But that was one of the funniest games I've ever seen. What, what was Jamie Young on? <laughs> I'll have some of that, please. Uh, that was quite incredible, that, wasn't two, it? Not one, that, that but two. That went around the world within seconds of it yeah. actually happening. And, it, and it's, it's even better that it wasn't a goal because, you know, <laughs> you just wonder, did Moy feel sorry for him? Or... Yeah. And then, he, and then Moy missed again, the second one. Remember when he threw the ball at his player? Yeah. And the defender was like, what? <laughs> and that actually ended up as a goal, but... Yeah. Wow. Jamie Young, an absolute shocker. Talking, talk about throwing it away. Yeah. Um, Are we ever going to see Michael Theo again? Apparently, he came out afterwards and said he's, he's two or three weeks away. But he's been two but, or three weeks away for, <laughs> yeah. I think, the last ten years now. I, I think those two or three weeks uh, might become slightly less after uh, Jamie Young's performance this weekend. Sorry, John. I think the problem's come back when he um, when he changed his name. He never got injured when he was... When he was uh, I think actually what was happening before you know, was when they, were, when they were drawing up the squad, whoever it was that did the ins and outs just couldn't be arsed typing Theocletus and just made sure that he was always healthy to avoid having to type that. But you now know, they can type Theo if, just straight out. If there's ever if there's ever an industry you don't change, you don't need to change your name in. It's football in Australia, Theoclitos. This yeah, is, you don't need to. But if you okay, if you're working in corporate area, okay, maybe Theo will help with the business card. But the, re- the most ironic thing was the the rumor was that he changed his name to avoid being associated with that nightmare game he had for Norwich City, where he conceded seven. So when people Google him, so when people Google him, they wouldn't get that. However, if you Google Michael Theo, the first result is the court case of a convicted paedophile. Oh. 
You're joking. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wow, that's some quality research. So there. he would rather be a pedophile, <laughs> mistaken for a pedophile, than every than single four four two FM <laughs> listener is reaching for Google right now. <laughs> <laughs> it, may, it may have changed now that he's changed his name and made a few headlines. Well, that guy's probably but... happy that he changed his name. Yeah, it's true. Actually, yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Well, where do we go? Um, Broish turned it on. I, He's one of those players now that you just get glimpses. You know, he's still the class act that we've seen for for so many years, but he's just not consistent enough no, anymore, is he? No, he's, he's just, just at the end of his career. He's almost like a, a trophy player that you you wheel out, yeah. and you go, "Oh, look at that! That's great. We want we had that once." Mm. Then you push him away again mm. at halftime, and hope that you know the the sun shines on the silver, and somehow you get a goal. Out. And that was a weird goal too, because he lost control of the ball and ran back to get it and then just flip, turned around and mm. it's a magic cross he just decided oh, let's let's have a bit of class here that that was just class f- from uh, Broch to to Henrique yeah. like his first touch was brilliant but that second touch yeah. was world class it, it, it came back to him at a bit of an awkward angle the defender could have got in and he kind of hit it with like the inside of his knee mm. shin perfectly into his stride and finished it off in like kind of one movement it was Brilliant! I, I loved watching that. I watched that as many times as I watched Jamie Young throwing the ball through his legs. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, Stefanuta came out and said um, he deserves a Socceroo call-up. Discuss. Henrique does. Yeah. Is he been here for five years? Yeah, he's he's now a citizen. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if we do that kind of thing anymore. Do, we don't really do that. Na- use naturalised players, unless. Yeah, I think we've probably moved well, on from that. Yeah, I think if he was younger, we'd probably be yeah, looking at it. Twenty-one or something. Yeah. These days, you know, he's mid mid to tail end of his career. I don't see any benefit to the Socceroos. He's going to be taking the spot of somebody young coming through that probably yeah. will get more money. I reckon that would cause a lot of debate. Yeah. And um, another interesting thing was: Did you see the David Williams tackle on Matt Mackay? And Maddie got a bit angry again. That was pretty funny. Um, he is an angry man. Yes. He is, he's got short man syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> I just love seeing him get wound up. It's so funny. Can he puff his chest out anymore? <laughs> <laughs> so, Brisbane Raw stay top, um, but only one point ahead of victory who've got a game in hand. Uh, but it's looking pretty good. Brisbane, I quite I, I quite mm. like watching them play. Um, Mario's got them playing some very nice football. <laughs> Can you call them Mario? <laughs> Who is Mario? Did you say something about that a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, Mario and Luigi. Oh, that's right. Oh, Luigi. Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking about this today, actually. Yeah. On, on the way in. They were called the Mario Brothers, weren't they? So, Luigi must be gutted about that. So, <laughs> just being lumped in with his brother... The Mario Brothers. Unless they were Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. Yeah, that's true. But Mario could have been a surname. Adam, you've just worked, you've just worked it out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 20, 20 years after Nintendo took off, but yeah. I've got very, uh, very current references. <laughs> <laughs> how, good the, um, how good was that assist from the, the new Spaniard, um, the follically challenged Spaniard? Um, 
beautiful little uh, sister set up, Enrique. He looks another good find as well as the delightfully named Corona. Mm. I'm going to call him Crash Bandicoot. Right. <laughs> just, no, just, no just, reference. Just, just yeah. random. Fair just random yeah. 90s game. Computer game reference. If <laughs> <laughs> that Manny Matthias definitely Sonic the Hedgehog then just because he runs around a lot. Yeah. 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 Play yeah I'm loving that. Yeah. Um. Cool. Uh, oh, review is good these. as well. Yeah. I, I still don't think he's fully fit either. I agree. I, I, yeah. I think he looks extra, like he's holding back something. Yep. Definitely. Western Sydney Wanderers. One again. That well, is four. four on the bounce. Good lord. And, you know, it comes... They only started doing this after I was at the uh, the Melbourne Cup races and wanted to spend some extra money on horse racing, so I cashed in my Western Sydney Wanderers to win the, the, uh, the Premiership at 11-1. to 1. Uh, I took an early cash out. And since then, thinking they were going to have another dreadful season, and now they're on a roll. What do you? How much did you get for that? I put fifty bucks on it, uh, eleven to one, and I got thirty nine dollars back, which I thought at okay. the time was pretty reasonable yeah, given how poor they lost the first three games or something. So wow. I thought that was a decent deal. And now look what's happened! Wow, bloody hell! What if you cashed out now? Would it be more? Yeah, potentially. Well, you'd, yeah, you'd, you'd think they would. It would be more now that they are third in the league, and that was what three weeks ago. So, so yeah, they probably would. They, they wouldn't have won. Yeah, they would have been. I think they were about eighth or something at that, at that time. Not still not won a game, or maybe just won their first game. But um, they're three up top. Bridge, well, kind of Nichols as well. I'm including in that, and and Biabagadi played very well. Mm. Looking, looking like a really nice trio up front. Chuck Vidasic in in the mix as well when he when he feels um, like if, when he looks interested. Um, <laughs> is is that a bit harsh? Do you reckon? Um, yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's not. Um, he's not a workhorse, is he? No. Nah. He'll just pop up. Yeah, I think that's is it quite fair. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you compare him and Nichols, yeah, Nichols is just where he's all he's over busy. the place. He's, you know, making starting play, finishing play, yeah. making things happen, and Fidesic kind of just is a little bit. Uh, I think it's hard to say whether those two can play in the same team because they play sort of similar positions. That, you know, they're, they're trying to fit them both in. So, um, yeah, hard to know whether they can sort of start. Fidesic was, I think, was out on the the right wing. I think, which he's not really a winger. No. Yeah, true. Maybe, maybe he feels a little bit isolated out there. Um, what a goal from v- Pia Vicari. Yeah, just when he was starting to look like Dino Cressinger, Mark, too. <laughs> that reminded me yeah, of... Yeah, let's be fair, Cressinger would have scored that as well. <laughs> that goal reminded me of like under fives when a little kid just breaks through and then the whole... Everyone else is running after him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was that was quite... You never see that kind of like bursting through. Yeah. No, I, 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 I agree. You know, they, they spring the offside trap there. Yeah. Bridge did pretty much all the hard work. Mm. and um, But Peter Curry looked desperate to get that goal, yeah. didn't he? He was running, flailing his arms up in the air, going, <laughs> Pass to me! <laughs> and he, he's got a celebration. He's, he does the Pied Piper, apparently. Right. So look out for that if he scores another one. Do you know, do you know what the. We won't um, be seeing that very much this season. Oh. Do you not think? Oh, well, I could have scored that tap in. No, I don't think, we'll, I don't think he'll score more than 
one or two more this season. I'd be very surprised. Mm. I hope he never uh, gets a gig with Rangers or Celtic if that's his celebration. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, one thing that I, it shows the, the kind of confidence of uh, of Wanderers was the, the, that set piece interchange, the, the one from the training ground, mm. where it kind of got flicked back across. Vidisic made a run, kind of looped back round, and uh, and it was a it was a good save in the end. But you know that's the sort of thing that actually it shows that things are clicking now at Wanderers, yeah. and and you know coming into you know a third of the way through the season, it's. Um, They've actually prob- they've probably clicked sooner than, than most would have thought. Yeah, and I think it's to do Holy with um, the the Spanish assistant coach. And I think is, did they have four Spanish players or three yeah, that have come three. in? I think three. three. So mm-hmm. I think that's starting to work. And their their um, their structure and their setup and how they build up the play is much more uh, exciting. And um, there's a there's they're not just grinding results out this season. So. Mm. Good on them. Yeah. That's very hard to say. <laughs> very, very hard. <laughs> like Bazanic. <laughs> um, and Vidosic. Phoenix. Bonavaccia came out after the game. A-League is better than the Air Divisi. He, he came in for a lot of no. stick about that. No. <laughs> I, I can almost see where he's going with it. And I think, you know, maybe the lower reaches of the Air Divisi. Yeah. might be on a par with the upper reaches of of the A-League. But, yeah, I don't think we're quite PSV, Ajax nah. uh, standard just yet. I think he's probably saying that because he's got more games in the A-League than he ever did in the <laughs> yeah. Eredivisie, probably. probably yeah. Yeah. better because I'm, he's I'm in it. I was going to yeah. say, he's played, he's played 57 games in, in, uh, in Holland. Uh, he's played 33 for Wellington, so... Wow. Yeah. Wow, that, that's fifty-seven games, and he was—he was there for the whole of his career, wasn't he, or up until the move? Well, he's only twenty-four. That's the thing. He moved to the A League. I think at twenty-two or twenty-three. He was very young. Right. So oh, okay. Oh, that's it's a bit of a that's fair enough. You know, it's a bit of a blanket statement to um, come out with at you know quite a young age and not having played a huge amount of football. He's—he's mm. he's top talent, though. Uh, yeah. You know, he may be oh, prone, yeah, prone to hyperbole, but he is a <laughs> top but, talent. I, but I've heard that before. People say, I think the Dutch, some of the um, Dutch technical directors or FFA Dutch dudes, mm. one of the Dutch mafia said that the A League is <laughs> um, uh, Brisbane Raw could uh, could do well in the Dutch league or something like that. I remember when Brisbane Raw were doing well, someone said something like that. So there's 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 a lot of. As you said, like the FFA have got like those the the, the Dutch contingent, yeah. whether it's you know um, coaching and their uh, what, what was it their coaching curriculum. Yeah, yeah, a lot of it was designed based on a Dutch model, and yeah. so it's probably people coming out wanting a, an extension to their contract by yeah. saying, um, <laughs> "Look how good we've got these yeah, guys playing. Got... <laughs> it's all down to us. You could, a... you could thrive I've there." Got a good, uh, no? I've got a good plan for the next magazine. Um, uh, feature on the three Aussies playing for Rhoda in the era of Davisi and uh, asking Rustin Griffiths the difference between the A-League and, and the Dutch League and he said technically they are a little bit better but there's a reluctance to uh, I think in his words put the foot in um, which is something that he you know, the A-League is obviously a lot more physical and he said he sort of brought that into the Rhoda team um, <laughs> so yeah I think so, obviously there are some, some slight differences there 
So we're exporting nice. dirty tackles, basically. <laughs> yeah. That's good to know. Well, it's part of football, you know. You've got to bring yourself about. And, you know, well, I've got a funny thing to say about he's that. He's the, the team of the week over there, so he's obviously you know, having a, a good impact. He was in the team of the week this week, was he, John? Uh, a couple of weeks ago, yeah, he was. And I think, well, obviously, Urich has scored. I think he's averaging about a goal every two games. So hmm. um, all three of them are doing reasonably well over there. So, so that's more than he was averaging in the A-League. So in that reasoning, it is easier. <laughs> it, it is a worse league. Exactly. Yeah. Case proven. Yeah. He, only, he only scores big goals or sets up big goals. Asian Champions League final, Asian Cup final set up once. Yeah. That's how that happens. Um, go on, Con, you're about to say something. Oh, funny. yeah. So um, uh, we were talking <laughs> about the, they, don't, they, don't, uh, they don't put the footing in the Eredivisie. Um, I was interviewing... Uh, Eric Abrams, the FFA technical director, about a feature that's coming up in next month's issue, hmm. and he said, because um, he's from he's from Belgium, and he goes, oh, the FFA curriculum, you could tell it was written by a Dutch guy because there's nothing in there about defence. <laughs> <laughs> so that was uh, nice. pretty yeah, interesting. That was yeah. interesting too. Hmm. Belgians and the Dutch get on famously. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> right then. Well, I'll tell you what, it's a, it's a bloody good job there was two um, nil-nil draws in this game, uh, in this game week, or else we wouldn't have been able to fit in the rant about uh, about the Telegraph piece and uh, Ali Jones. Yes, because that, that was a key part of that. I'm glad we, we brought that up. Yeah. So it was hot over in Perth. Arnold, Graham Arnold came out and said, does someone need to die um, on the field to, uh, you know, again... A bit of, a bit, adding a bit of drama to uh, to it, but you know he's, he has got a point. To be fair, he has got a point, and he also he must be spewing about Rebecca Wilson's article because he would have had hogged the headlines. Otherwise, the, yeah. Otherwise, mm-hmm. so Rebecca Wilson stole his thunder, but um, um, it's the same yeah, thing. Yeah. It's the same thing. Over year after year, we're playing games at five in the afternoon, sometimes three in the afternoon in in some centres. During summer months, I don't understand it. Yeah. Um. What? What? We we've got the opportunity now where we're showing. Uh. We, we've got Thursday night games. There's room now to to have games at night time. What I, I don't I just I genuinely don't understand is the scheduling of this because there was a huge gap in Fox Sports's uh, football coverage after this game on Sunday, finished yeah. on Saturday, before the EPL started. Mm. So they actually could have played the Wanderers game at the time the, the Perth Glory game yes. was and then played Perth Glory two That's hours right. later mm. and that would have given you a solid Saturday night's football and lead you straight into the EPL so I just yeah. don't understand why it's scheduled that way um, as far as the Heat's concerned the W League can tell you how bad that is yeah. they've had to play in those conditions permanently all the time I, su- uh, I suppose it's the it- it's the risk of, of, of a summer league, and and we're always going to have this. We just kind of need to be. I, 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 I think it needs to be just a little bit thought through that extra that extra step. And, and we're doing thirty night games now. Like mm. we've not we've not really done that too too often in previous seasons. So why why don't we have a Thursday night game so it goes Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then, then I, and then it gives you a bit more flexibility. I've hardly seen the Wanderers play at night this season as well. I don't know what's going on there. They always seem to be playing during the day. Mm. I wonder if there's stadium restrictions and things like that. Mm. 
I wouldn't think so. I mean, you know, stadiums are stadiums. Yeah. The, the maybe evening, the evening entertainment venues. Maybe the policing, but we're yeah, the, maybe, we maybe the policing we'll has to pay overtime at night time, and they prefer to yeah. schedule them during the day. Well, but uh, another solution would be if you know that it's going to be thirty-five degrees at, in Perth on the Saturday. Why not play? Like we could have played in Sydney on the Friday night. For those that, that don't know, it was 43 degrees oh. in Sydney at 6 o'clock on, uh, on Friday night. Well, yep. And even when the uh, the change came, it only went down to 34 degrees I know. at 10pm at night. So you, you can have... Uh, Adam, I had, I had snow on Saturday morning, so you got no sympathy for me. But, <laughs> um, but, but no, it's just ridiculous playing in those, in those temperatures. And, and for those who watched the game, it was a dire game. And it's not surprising, you, you feel sorry for the players. Mm. Yeah, no, it was. It was. Uh, it was a pretty awful game as well. Kev, Holosko, do you, do you think there's that there's more to come? Do you, do you think we should be seeing more from from him? Definitely. I mean, he's a marquee man. Mm. You know, you you expect to him to be central to everything that's happening in attack for them, and he's just not uh, so far. Uh, he's you know, I don't even think he's particularly. Strong as a right winger, which is apparently his, his, his natural position. Oh, is that is that right? Apparently, yeah. Right, okay. Uh, I think we all thought he was being brought in as a striker, mm-hmm. but uh, he is naturally a right winger. And he just doesn't really impress in that role to me. He doesn't seem to have the, the speed, the ability, the vision uh, and the touch to, to really excel. Uh, so, I don't know. I think... I don't think he's a disaster. I just don't think he's marquee material. That's for sure. I'd rather see Andrew Hall playing on that side. I, I, I would completely agree. Yeah, I would agree. Would you? What about Smelts as well? I, for me, I, it's just I've watched him too many times this season, and he's just so ineffective. He, he doesn't really seem to be doing very much at all. I, but I, I don't think it's all up to smelts, though. I, I just don't think that the attack is, is, is effective. I don't think it's uh, this quality up front. I don't think there's people um, uh, making runs. Like, there's, there's no wingers making runs down the, down the sides um, to take defenders away from, from the middle. Mm. So there's, there's no space for smelts to move around. There's no, um, uh, there's no decoy runners or anything like that. So smelts is... There's two, always two defenders on him. But, I mean, you've got Brosk yeah. on the left. You've got a lot of Sky on the right. And yeah. smelts in the centre. That should be a fairly... Effective, but Brosk is playing. If it was working, Brosk isn't playing out wide. He's kind of playing. Yeah, I agree. They're the both, both so they're coming too central. Yeah, so it's very central, and um, it's I don't I don't like it. I don't <laughs> like, like it. it. Don't like it. Don't like it. <laughs> but I, I think from from the kind of, explain. <laughs> from the game plan, it looked like. Perth were pretty happy to, to take a draw there. Yeah. You know, that kind of... That keeps them, you know, points ticking over. And when it comes to... If they've, if they've actually got realistic top six aspirations, you know, against a team that was top of the league last week, a point at home, it's not a bad... In, I, th- in, I think that's that was the problem with that match, though. Both Sydney are determined that they're not going to lose games. Yeah. That's that's their first priority. Uh, and if they, they hope that they'll end up sneaking a win uh, at the end of it, largely, especially away games, um, 
against middling opposition. <clears throat> Perth obviously going out with the same attitude, we're not going to lose this. Mm. And then you just die of boredom. Um, and, and the game lasts for 90 minutes and you want your money back at the end of it. And Sydney are lucky they got Wellington Phoenix because usually they, they beat them. And um, <coughs> if they had another team, they would have been under pressure because they haven't won in the last three games, Sydney FC. So mm. I think they're kind of lucky they got Wellington. Uh, yeah. 38, but that's... I, I think I, what Phoenix have got to be going into that game ex- with expecting good chances for that. S- Sydney have been played in very hot conditions, so mental, mentally and physically drained after mm. Saturday night. Phoenix have been in Sydney for the last for the last week, I believe. Or yeah, because they... The, since Melbourne, right? Uh, since the game. Yeah, so yeah. just staying over. Yeah. So it's, it's it's more of a home game for Phoenix than it yeah, is that's for, a good point. for Sydney. Um, Arnie came out overnight or uh, yesterday saying that there is um, he's going to make quite a lot of changes mm. to the team that started against against Perth last week. It's actually just as well we discussed that because I was planning to go to Parramatta tomorrow night. I, had, I thought it was Western Sydney Wanderers that were playing, not Sydney. That's <laughs> misread me's fixtures. <laughs> right, right across this portfolio, on top of this brief. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the, the Jets on the Sunday, another nil-nil draw. Um, but if it wasn't for Birigiti, um, it could have been a completely different story. John? You are our uh, go-to man on, on all things Jets. <laughs> he had a binder, didn't he? Old Mark Berrigetti, you know. Uh, gummy, gummy Joe and all um, with those teeth. He, he had an absolute blinder. Uh, I think, as you said, with Sydney, you just see Newcastle just did not want to lose. I mean, they they were under the pump basically for the whole game. I don't know, you'd feel a little bit sorry for them because I think they played quite well. Um, but just, again, couldn't score. And, and Newcastle just sort of tooth and nail to, to get that point and um, as Scott Miller said afterwards I was very happy to take it Yeah, Jets had 60% possession is that a, is that a real stat? I believe so. A true fact stat? Yeah. And they, mm, they didn't surprising. have one shot on goal? I think, I think, Legitimate. It, was, I think it was 59.6 to be precise. I rounded it up slightly. <laughs> All of that's very unusual. I mean I'd yeah. you would think we'd be going for the possession. They had a, the, the run of the play. Mm. Gosh what's Stats in football, they just don't work. No. They're all wrong. And Billy Love probably got a bit of confidence out of that. Good performance. It just didn't go in. Again, which is something we've been saying for Adelaide for you know the whole season, really. Um, it looks like it's not far off, but they're just not putting, putting him in the back of the net. It's going to be too late before it does come off as well, I think, the way things are going now. They're but, getting further and further behind. Yeah. But I, I think... Uh, with Adelaide, there was one thing that I, um, I'm, I'm not saying everyone missed it, but I think everyone missed it was not having Galekovic there, and he's a massive difference. Yeah, and I think having him back in the side is going to shore up the defence because that was a lot of the, where the problems were, right? So they've they got yeah. the same players um, going forward, but I think we uh, we should see Adelaide starting to pick up some points now. I reckon now that he's back. Uh, Malik. Malik out for a month with yeah. that injury that he got. Very early on in oh well, now, so maybe not then. <laughs> yeah, what was um? I, I saw that he was out for a month. What's what's the injury, John? Do you know? I think it was either quad or, or hamstring. Um, you just saw it, saw him. It was nothing in it. He just pulled something. Um, mm. you know, with the ball at his feet, uh, pulled you know muscle. It looked like so. You know, it was very early on. 
um, nothing in the in the you know nothing in the challenge or anything like that. So um, that's not. not I mean, he hasn't been in the best of form to be honest, but obviously not good to to lose your uh, first choice centre back. Mm. Yes, I, I. I just I'm I'm not sure where it's going to come from. I they've got they've got victory away next week. So you wouldn't expect them to be getting anything from that game. Not after Victory have had nine days to watch all the Netflix shows. <laughs> oh, sorry, just uh, apropos of nothing, I just got a tweet there. Apparently uh, <coughs> News Limited have taken the pictures off their websites. Oh, wow. Mm. And changed the original story from uh, what it was and replaced it with an opinion piece. Ooh, interesting. I think lawyers have had a word, finally. Well, well, I read that some of the people that were on that list were underage. Yes. And the the names and photos were were posted, which is illegal. Yeah, it is. Wait, it's not... They were taken from social media sites, weren't they? I mean, there's also the copyright issue as well. I mean, you've got 198 photographs oh, that you don't have permission. Oh, it's only if it's... Um... It's only if it's a convey court case that you can't yeah. name minors. Yeah, oh, really. Um, but it's unethical. It's hugely, hugely unethical to do that. Uh, people that age make decisions, and uh, you can't brand them forever on the mm. basis of uh, a childhood error. So, John, I believe you were looking into. Uh, we've gone back to this, but we've we've done the A League now. But um, uh, I believe you were looking into the the legality around um, all this, and if any of the fans had any kind of. Um, yeah, if, if they could kind of take it any, any any further. Yeah, I did. I did ask. Um, I did ask a barrister friend um, about it, and he he was sort of you know reluctant to say yes, there would be a strong case. But I think um, you know defamation is, is is the obvious one, but it, it's always hard to prove. And obviously, going up against a, a media company with you know worth billions of dollars. But in saying that, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say to anyone who's been named and shamed um, not to pursue it because I think if they do, they find a lawyer who who believes they've got a case and definitely find it because I think that's often in media it's the only way to to get a result and to to show this sort of company, you know, to get them to change their ways. And obviously, with News Corporation, um, the global company that's obviously had big issues in the UK, um, as we all know. Uh, from Leveson and, and other sorts of things. So, um, yeah, I, I hope anyone um, who, who, who does who seeks legal advice and gets the best legal advice they, um, they can. I think <clears throat> there is actually at least two law firms that have uh, decided to take this up. Uh, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here. As I say, I mean, you know, at the very, very most basic level, they didn't have copyright for those pictures. Uh even if it's been on social media, you still don't actually... That's not public domain, necessarily. Uh, you probably still own the copyright to those pictures. So you can get a usage fee out of them at the very least, but I think you can probably take it a lot further. Uh, as I say, these are people that have been lumped in with a variety of offen- alleged offences, uh, and uh, there's some innocent or minor offenders who have been branded... Thugs and louts, which probably isn't inappropriate. But defamation. I think as Kevin said, I think as Kevin said, you know, legally is, is is a hard one to call, but ethically it's just wrong. Yeah. Um, and I think it's interesting too that it comes from the Daily Telegraph, which is owned by News, which obviously has 
I don't know what the ownership is now, half full, but, you know, owns part of Fox Sports, which obviously has the broadcast rights to the A-League. So <laughs> it all sort of feeds into each other, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> the other thing as well is the, the source of it uh, and where it came from. Very strong speculation that came from the SEG Trust. Uh, interestingly, uh, Rebecca Wilson's partners uh, on the Trust, John Hartigan, and Alan Jones, funnily enough, is also oh, on wow. the Trust as well. So, yeah, it does seem to be a bit of prima facie evidence, evidence that uh, been a bit of skullduggery there. Uh, you got to wonder what their prior, what their reasoning for doing that is. There, uh, is it negotiations? Is it because they're fed up with uh, damage to the stadium? Is it they're trying to screw more money out of Sydney for the the rentals? Um, I think there was that big issue, wasn't there, with the the damage with the seats being ripped up? Uh, was it last year? Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, you just you just couldn't see the FFA being stupid enough to leak that. I don't think the FFA would ever leak it. Uh, the other, no, the other no. one that came to my mind was the New South Wales Police Association, rather than the yes, police themselves, because yeah. uh, they had the recent run-in, uh, especially with David Lanham, the senator who uh, was trying to speak up on RBB fans' behalf, not necessarily successfully. Oh, that was so stupid. <laughs> Um, but yes, the two of them were at loggerheads and fans were caught in the middle and uh, it's very possible the uh, police association who would have had access to that could have left a copy lying somewhere. Who knows? Mm. Well, it's diff- I reckon it's definitely defamation because it's l- lowered the reputation of the person. That's the that's the law, right? If, well, if you... Any right-thinking no. person, um, if it lowers the person's reputation, then it could be defamatory. Potentially, I mean, truth isn't necessarily a defence in Australian defamation, which is just the most bizarre thing to mm. me. But in this the case, public interest. It's, um, I mean, yeah, you could. It, this is the point where some minor offender, somebody who's fallen onto the pitch yeah. during a pitch celebration, getting associated with louts, thugs, mm. people like that, uh, violent offenders, then there's defamation because they've been linked to that yeah. kind of crime um, but the actual fact that they've been banned that's that yeah that's maybe a fact although some of them apparently haven't been banned yeah uh, and the pictures are still being used but wouldn't being on the front page lower the person's reputation potentially yes yeah. yes well, I mean if you, if you said someone's lost their job yeah on the back of that yeah um, but having said that you know there's still the thing that if they were banned, and also, they could get away with it because if if they've taken it down, that shows that um, they've they've attempted to uh, stop. If they've taken it down, then they've showed some action as well. So that yeah, could, yeah, I mean, that could limit some... the. That suggests a lawyer has been in touch with them. Yeah, and this is them trying to minimise the the potential damage. Yeah, if they left that up there for a long time, then the damage to the person's reputation. In, Increases potentially, yeah. yeah. If uh, according to court, I mean, it does look like there's lawyers involved, and mm. you know, good on them. Uh, there should have there should have been a lot more care taken. Mm. Uh, as with all stories, you should always go to the other side, and just because you're naming and shaming 198 people, and that's a shitload of people to to speak to, mm. that's the problem. Mm. You're naming a whole load of people. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you should have realistically gone to every single one of them mm. and got their their side of the story that's the way it works 
And what we definitely shouldn't do is just try and um, push it back. Football fans push it back to Rebecca Wilson or Alan Jones. You know, just people coming out and saying she's a drunk and, and you know, and like, was it Lowy or Les, Les Murray that's yeah, called yeah. a leather face? Or something. Yeah, leather you know, face. You know, that's what we, that's what we shouldn't be doing. Yeah, that's right. We should, you know, take the high road. You know, this is, it's disgusting, it's ridiculous, but, you know, we should just go out, support our football, go out in, in your thousands this weekend. Um, if you want to do a boycott, if you want to do some sort of um, statement, turn your back on 80 minutes and jump up and down. Yeah. You know, it's uh, and instead of walking out, walk in. Yes, is, is my message. Yeah, so. and also, you know, play the ball, not the man or the woman. <laughs> Nicely uh, put. Yeah, very good. Or well, not so good, but I think we've uh, I think we've done it justice. John, we've got a few minutes. What have you got for us from uh, other than the snow in uh, in Sheffield this, this weekend? Anything else interesting going on with any of our boys overseas? Well, Matty Ryan's Valencia have just gone uh, gone down two nil to Zenit St Petersburg um, one hour or so ago. So that means that um, in the Champions League, so that means that their final game against Lyon, a home game, um, will be decided to see uh, whether Valencia goes through to the next stage. Matty Ryan was on the bench, obviously still coming back from injury, yeah. but I'll actually be at that game in Valencia. So yippee, nice. I'll be able to see. Yeah. A deciding uh, game, so great for news for me. Probably not what you wanted to hear, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's one thing. Excellent. Um, we also had some uh, Jersey news this week. Did we did we speak about it on the pod last week? Oh, wasn't that the uh, the Jets Air Force One uh, jersey? Oh, terrible, <laughs> terrible jersey. Oh, it's funny actually. I actually saw a fan, uh, Todd Blackwell. Uh, one of the, the Jets mm. diehards wearing it and it actually didn't look too bad <laughs> I honestly is thought it was comp- is there a competition that we haven't known about I mean there's the Mariners bong palm tree bong <laughs> just... and is there like is there a competition for the crappest shirt this season? the is best shirt <laughs> that's the best shirt ever yeah. that one um, I- I'm surprised that someone's bought it and it's not been left in the hangar Oh, oh dear. <laughs> uh, that was that was my best pun. I've got a few more, but oh, I'll, 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 I'll leave it out. <laughs> I'm just hoping that uh, the Jets never get into to Europe and have to play in Turkey because they've not got a good record shooting down Jets today. Oh, topical, oh. topical, very topical. Um. Yeah, that's right. probably quite weak, so we should move on. Maybe. Definitely yeah. move on. On the, on the eve of World War III. <laughs> <laughs> on a lighter note, here's World War III. <laughs> um, yes. Hard-hitting journalism. Start building your bunkers now. New magazine. <laughs> Can we get the new magazine in there? We've got... Um, what's in the new magazine? Have we got anything in the new magazine? Oh, Con, you've got a story in the new yes, magazine. Yes, I do. Um, I've got a story uh, about John Moriarty. Um, uh, the first Indigenous footballer to be chosen for Australia. Um, uh, but unfortunately, he never got to play for Australia because FIFA banned the Aussies for a few years for playing unregistered How unlucky is that? You, know, you, get, players. you get that monumental landmark call-up and, oh, by the way, we're banned. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's just uh, um, so unlucky. But That's almost, almost like Jameson's goal that was disallowed the other day. Like, can we not just allow it? Come on. It's for, just for pure football narrative sense. 
Um, yeah, so I talk about, uh, I do a story on John Mariotti, but the main story is about this uh, program that he's got in Borolula, where he was from. He was actually, um, when, he was, when he was a young child, he was taken away from his parents. Um, and he's actually got a program there now for young Indigenous uh, football players. And they're doing amazing work. It's the only um, football, Indigenous football program um, that's that's doing proper work. The government's taken money away from the from Indigenous football, so he's um, also almost pro- well. It's on the way to producing uh, its first Matilda as well. Yeah, Shea Evans. Yeah, uh, she, who's um, now moved over to New South Wales. Yeah, so um, she was playing for the Northern Territory team in the under 15s, and she did so well. She was picked um, to play in the under 17 team um and alan stagic saw and recommended she go and play um at new south wales uh westfield sports high school so yeah there's a great story in there about the work they're doing and um uh stay tuned for what what will be happening with that uh program because more uh, indigenous players could be coming um from there so yeah excellent interesting this weekend starting thursday night at the alliance Sydney FC will take on Wellington Phoenix. Then Friday night, we've got Melbourne City versus Perth Glory. Saturday, doubleheader, the Jets. Air Force Jets will take on Mario Aloisi's Brisbane Roar. Then Victory will aim to hit the top of the table with um, against Adelaide, the uh, one, of their, one of their kind of earliest derbies. Um, always a good game. And... The Sunday afternoon game is Central Coast Mariners against Western Sydney Wanderers. It's going to Round be murder. Eight. Murder. So get out and watch your local team. Support the FFA. Support football. Support your team. And uh, be noisy. Be vocal. Just be there. Leave the flares at home. Though. Leave the flares at home. John, thanks for tuning in again from Sheffield. That's all right. In the words of Kamal... Why are people so unkind? Why can't we just all get along? Wow. Catch a Google reference. Excellent. Con, any uh, any quote from the Dalai Lama that you'd like to... Um, uh... <laughs> I just... Uh, no, that's a no then. Some fo- <laughs> He's watch, so more full. Watch some football. This is most famous. Play ball. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Con. Kev. Bye. YOLO. YOLO. FOMO, FOMO, get out and watch football. Fear of missing out on football. FOMO. <laughs> well done. Um, I've been your host, Adam. Tune in next week. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>